All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I'm your host, Boys Bubble, with me as always, my co host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, Dylan, we know we initially had a special guest to come on with us, but turns out this guy decided to take another job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the <laughs> starting quarterback. Um, he's back. Uh, as you and I were talking about, it's just. I, I never. Like when he when it was announced he retired, like it, to me it's I still have not it hasn't like sunk in yet that he's retired, right? So yeah, the whole time I'm just thinking I don't even know maybe it's just like one of those things like it just it takes a while to sort of process that he's actually retired, but even along the way I'm just thinking it just doesn't I know it's out there but like it just doesn't feel like he's retired. And sure enough, Tom Brady he's back. Yeah, and every every comment he had in a podcast or just different public things, it just sounded like more of like a guy that hadn't really decided one way or the other, uh, more so than someone who had made a firm decision on it. And yeah, so uh, changes a lot. Obviously, Ryan Jensen immediately re-signing with the, the Bucks right after that. Uh, their star center that looked like he was going to have a pretty big market elsewhere to go uh, play for a different team. But uh, now... Staying with Tom, um, even more free agents. They have a lot of pending guys still up in the air today. Uh, I wonder how many, by the time we uh, this publishes, how many guys will have stayed, signed elsewhere. But I think it definitely changes the calculus quite a bit for that team in terms of, you know, even if they hadn't made a formal offer for Deshaun Watson, I know that's one of the places he had targeted as a potential uh, place to go given all the talent they had and a chance to win quickly um, in a division that, was pretty wide open. So that's something that maybe even Tom looked at and this maybe it's a different decision if he's locked into a team in the AFC. But right now, as we talked about, you know, it's probably the Rams, 49ers, Packers, Cowboys, the four uh, top teams otherwise in the NFC. And he looks at that crop of teams and thinks, hey, we still got a really good shot, you know, just because they haven't performed so well against the Rams. It's just one game. They are, you know, very close to winning that. Who knows if they end up going back to back, if they uh, come back to beat the Rams there. So, yeah, it's uh, not too surprising, like you said. We haven't even really processed it fully. It's just c- kind of a funny reaction in terms of everyone's kind of like, yeah. Like, there's some people that are really surprised. I'm not. It just yeah. it, it felt like it was going to happen uh, sooner or later. It's just uh, he was going to get the itch. I just thought it might be a little more drawn out than right before free agency started. But a good, a good idea by him, though, given uh, how important it was to get uh, Ryan Jensen back and potentially some, other, some of these other guys that otherwise uh, might have left for higher paychecks elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's nuts to think about, but I, we've always joked about him playing until he's eighty. You know, at this point, I mean, certainly seems like a possibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they were talking about the timing. I think it was Schefter talking about the timing and everything. It just made a lot of sense because certainly, you know, now you have some incentive to bring back guys, and um, you know, it's it's a much different landscape, right, than what we were looking at in terms of. We we said, look, the roster is still very talented. They'll obviously lose some players, but still a talented roster even without him. But it was just, that was the big question. It was always, what's it look like from a quarterback standpoint? And, well, now that's solved, right? So... Yeah, don't don't have to worry about it for the uh, for the next at least one year, I guess. This might be a year to year thing. I'm not sure if Tom's really ready to commit beyond anything uh, more than that. But that's kind of what this team was built to do. Right? I mean, they're built to as much as all the talk about the Rams being an all in team. You could argue the Bucks were just as much the year before when they won, and even last year, still bringing back all their starters. A lot of uh, flux on that defensive line, more so likely, and then Carlton Davis, obviously getting kind of just given how the cap worked out, getting priced out a bit there likely uh, going to be one of the top free agents with jc jackson to sign elsewhere 
Um, but otherwise, yeah, they still have a team that was built to win now. Uh, they still have a lot of that talent group and uh, more guys that are probably going to still be willing to keep coming there for cheaper deals that really want to win um, veterans and different things, as we've seen yeah, the likes of even like an Odell signing with the Rams last year. It wasn't like he got a huge contract, but I uh, wanted to win and uh, found a place to really help him move up in his career again. And you could see the same thing with the Bucks with any number of free agents. So, yeah, like you said, the timing makes sense. And now the Bucks, uh, I think they're title odds uh, completely they went from like 20 some odd to one to 10 to one some sort of really awesome uh, big jump which we would expect with tom coming back they got to be the runaway favorite in that division and yeah again the conference is just it's right there it's not like there are some good teams it's still going to be tough but tampa bay uh, absolutely a super bowl contender and it'll be fun to get at least one more year of this uh iteration i'm just happy that tom's not coming back and going to the niners because that would have I, I didn't think that was ever in play i think we kind of talked about that previously given and even the comments from arians not wanting to i think it'd be silly to uh, let him go but i'm glad you know also there was a lot made of when he retired that he didn't want to keep playing for bruce so maybe there's something that they've Maybe they've had some conversations um, and, and things at the organization that he wasn't – maybe those reports were maybe not based on Tom's own words. I'm not exactly sure, but it seems like anything, any concern about his relationship with the Bucks has certainly been solved um, with him coming back here. Yep, I think so. Um, and so that's obviously a big domino there in terms of the quarterback situation because that was one we, we weren't sure about. But, uh, Dylan, there were some that we didn't really know how it was going to play out. And, well – Seems like still some unknowns for two particular teams in the Panthers and Saints, who have seemingly entered the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes at this point. Um, we said last time there was a lot of unknowns with Watson's situation. Seems to be certainly a lot more clarity now. Um, and then, of course, the Steelers. We were wondering where the Steelers were going to turn. Well, at least for now, Dylan, he's also back. He's back, too, and that is Mitch Trubisky, who is uh, going to be but the Steelers as well. So Yeah, excited to see what this looks like. Um, a team that, as we've kind of talked about, their offensive line improved as the year went on, but not necessarily the best unit, something that maybe I uh, thought uh, he would have taken into account a bit. He it seemed like uh, Mitch was going to have a lot of teams that wanted to sign him, but at the same time, I mean, the Steelers have, despite – uh, some of the concerns with the roster on offense over the last few years they've still been winning still got into the playoffs the last couple of years especially last year was crazy not a lot of people thought midseason they'd pull that off with where the offense was at and the defense is probably going to rebound a bit um, better uh, I think than they performed last year so uh, at the end of the day uh, it makes sense to go there uh, you know um, as much as uh, he has that relationship with Brian Dable and there were connections made to the Giants um, I think being the clear-cut starter does mean something not having to be you know, having the same kind of stuff that happened at the end of his Chicago career with other quarterbacks brought in I think he, here he goes to Pittsburgh knowing he's going to be the guy um, and, and it's still a deal it doesn't seem like with the, with the I think it's a two-year deal right so it's not like something that Pittsburgh can't uh, quickly move on from if they decide hey this just isn't going to work but uh, not a huge risk uh, move for them and maybe it does end up working out well with everything that happened in uh, Buffalo with his development this last season and now going to another uh, winning organization with a strong culture and what Tomlin has built there over the years I think yeah I don't think Mitch wanted to go back to another franchise that was kind of figuring out things or trying to uh, 
establish itself again. I know the Bears are a proud franchise and um, have a lot of great history, but definitely still in a place of flux. And now with obviously their regime change, and then he he goes to Buffalo and he sees like that how that regime has built the last few years to be an established power now in the AFC with what they've been able to accomplish. And I don't think he was really interested in going to another team trying to figure that out. Pittsburgh still, even if they haven't won big lately, they still have that. Uh, culture and foundation in place and it'll be fun to see what he can do and hopefully they uh, protect him well and figure out some different things in the scheme to uh, utilize uh, his talent uh, as Buffalo has spoke so highly of as he was able to do in practice mostly but also in his short time in the preseason on the field and uh, some of the blowouts at the end of games yeah that's an interesting move and I guess we'll see um, what that I mean on the Deshaun front I mean I guess there's no real it seems like Panthers are Saints, right, at this point. I mean, we'd be yeah. shocked if it's anyone else, but I guess that's just, yeah, who knows what happens there. As Again, as we're recording this on Monday, we know things move quickly here, mm. so um, who knows? You may already know by the time um, this is kind of uh, no, published. So Yeah, a team that was previously interested, um, I was reading, I forget if it was on The Athletic or ESPN, but I think it was an ESPN article yesterday that went over all these reports. It was Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano, and they talked about how the Eagles were a team that was at one point – last year interested and it didn't seem to Sean wanted to go there I feel like you know with their offensive line some of the playmakers that they've that they've been able to uh, bring in with Devontae Smith and uh, you know with a lot of obviously a lot of those draft picks this year would probably have to go back um, in a trade for Deshaun but I feel like if I were him that would have been a team that I would have uh, been potentially intrigued by with uh, the talent that they've built up that offensive line is one of the best in the league and just felt like that could have made sense but yeah so far like you're saying the Saints and the Panthers um, look like the two teams that he's I think is meeting with Carolina officials today supposed to meet with the Saints as well um, maybe you know uh, Carolina's offensive line has been a pretty big problem even with some of the guys at the Saints like Toronto Armstead not coming back um, I still think the Saints probably have that foundation again that I would uh, prefer uh, just uh, from an outside look of what where you could quickly uh, start to win but uh, who knows if the Tom Brady thing changes uh his opinion of wanting to go in that division he probably saw it before and was like wow this is wide open and obviously the bucks being the team maybe that had the most talent now uh, with uh, tom maybe that changes the calculus a bit um still has that no trade clause so yeah he kind of controls and dictates where he'd go because I, th- I would think with the three first round picks and that the eagles have and some of the other uh, players and just other follow-up picks i think they could probably if at the end of the day have the best trade package but uh, when you don't have that, when you have that no trade clause, that changes a lot of things, and uh, just a curious, yeah, curious situation. But I think NFC for sure, from the Texans' point of view, that would make sense. But uh, also just uh, for Deshaun and not wanting, not having to be in the same division or a conference with all these really talented young quarterbacks in the AFC, uh, he can move over to the NFC and potentially uh, start uh, building a playoff contender wherever he ends up quickly. Well, the Jags seem to be making some moves. Uh, certainly, offensive line, we knew that would be a a big uh, mm-hmm. scenario there for them. And it seems like the Jags are, are doing some things, aren't they? They're, they they seem to want to win. That's uh, <laughs> that's good to know for the Jags. Yeah, they're, they're making moves. It looks like yeah, they signed uh, a couple uh, linemen. Alex, um, well, they got 
Ted Karras, right? The tackle. Um, yeah. They 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 already tagged Cam Robinson previously. They signed the big one today. Yeah, it only happened about 15 minutes before, or right when we started recording. Essentially, was Brandon Scherf from the uh, Washington, well now Commanders. Pro, uh, he was a football teamer, uh, Pro <laughs> Bowl guard there, uh, now going to be in Jacksonville. So between those guys, um, I mean, they're yeah, they're really focusing on um, helping out their young quarterback. It makes sense. We just saw what happened to. And and some of the games this past season to Joe Burrow and his, and his, his rookie season with, you know, going back even before the Super Bowl run, uh, his injury, but also all the hits and the brutal pl- uh, play from that offense line in Cincinnati in year one. I think the Jaguars, even if we can see it's possible to to elevate your game to another level, despite an offensive line that's one of the worst in the league, as as Burrow did this year in Cincinnati. I don't think the Jaguars want to go that route. So yeah, applaud them for making some effort there. They've also um, it looks like Foy. Alakun, they signed um, to a get three-year, forty-five million-dollar deal linebacker. So, I mean, yeah, they're we knew they were going to be a team that was going to be really active with all the cap space they had, and maybe this uh, there was a lot made about them going after an offensive lineman potentially with the number one pick. But now with uh, you got uh, Cam Robinson again tagged and Karras there um, signed. I mean. It, it, it kind of changes some things for them in terms of who they might want to. Uh, I'm I'm completely messed. There's a I'm mixed up. Bengals are the one signing Ted Karras, um, not the Jaguars. So many signings coming through. So I was like, wait a second. <laughs> There's this a lot, is, of, this lot of people being signed up. right now. Yes. Yeah. So maybe they still could be in the play for an offensive tackle there and the draft um, despite this. But yeah, um, you know maybe. But at the same time with the with Scherf coming in and Robinson being tagged. Could Adam Schefter kind of said advantage Aiden Hutchinson for that number one pick? I don't know. There's still some other guys that have rose up draft boards quickly. We'll and we'll dive into all that stuff more later. But um, yeah, still uh, makes uh, really strong moves from the Jaguars and also the Bengals. Though it's yeah, it, I guess we can kind of since I <laughs> screwed that up with Ted Karras, we kind of a perfect transition transition that yep into uh, them signing Alex Kappa away from the Bucks. What do you think about uh, getting that guard? Uh, one of those uh, maybe lesser doesn't get all the credit as some of the. The stars like Tristan Wirfs and Alex, or Ryan Jensen did for since uh, for Tampa Bay there, but um, I think still a really strong signing for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look what's the one thing we talked talked about for all mm-hmm. season long with the Bengals. I mean, we said like it's even a miracle that the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl because I mean, just think about how many hits Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's just, I mean, we like even I really the Titans game to me is the one that you really think about, right? Because yeah, how would he get sacked nine times? I think in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I know he got sacked in the other games too, but like that's the one that I think you really thought that was going to be the difference. Was just my goodness, the guy just was going down time and time again. And so I mean, we knew that was going to be the top priority for the Bengals this off season. So yeah, the interior of their line in particular. So it was yeah. even you know. Yeah, I've seen some stuff out there about how the pass block win rate uh, Kappa, d- despite being on that really strong offensive line, was 44th among guards. Not exactly a high number. They, the Bucks do throw the ball pretty quickly and have a lot of other good members of that supporting uh, offensive line, supporting Kappa. But he's still solid. That's still, when you look at it uh, among the league, he's still a, a really good guy to have and uh, around the $10 million price point, not too bad, but then you compare it to what Cincinnati had and they were like in the sixties and <laughs> late high fifties in terms of where they ranked in past uh, block win rate. So it's still a major upgrade and could a, yeah, you know, that is especially, we knew that was going to be point blank. Their real big focus. I really thought if, uh, if Brady hadn't come back, I think Jensen, was uh, along with the Jets and a couple other teams, the Bengals were mentioned as a high 
uh, a contender to sign him, which made a lot of sense. But now, you know, they don't get one uh, Buccaneer offensive lineman. They get another. And I think it uh, really helps them at the spot that they needed the most, um, most of an upgrade. And I don't think they're going to be done here. Uh, we got another one just came through offensive line. Really, the I mean, it's it's the focus of this other, you know, quarterbacks, the number most important thing of uh, getting to the quarterback uh, with the pass rusher. It's maybe second most and then protecting the quarterback is right there. And another big one that just off the board, uh, Lincoln Tomlinson from the Niners is signing with the Jets. So another another team like the Jaguars uh, that yeah. is really focused on helping their young quarterback be protected. I guess what else? Kirk Cousins, the, the deal. I don't I mean, I don't know that that was right. Like we. It's just a, what, what did they do with Kirk Cousins' contract? I'm trying to. They they know. gave him an extension, but I think it was it's mostly to lower the cap number this year. Right, it I still kind of puts they, them in a place yeah. in the future where they could move on if they wanted to. Not really a crazy move by any means. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was. It was basically a restructuring based on the the, the cap and help some some of that out there. I mean, there's like you said, there is just so much. I mean, was it Chase Edmonds? He's heading to the Dolphins. Yep. Um. So that's. You know, so that means James Conner got a deal with with uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there's I'm looking through this right now. And I'm just like, look at all this, all all these moves that have taken place. Um, and there's many more to come, like we said. So yeah, it's it's only just beginning, really. Uh, obviously, the Browns released Jarvis Landry. Not a surprise there. We knew that after yeah. Amari Cooper got traded to the Browns, which another thing we yeah, that's happened since we last recorded. So many. I mean, it, we thought we covered everything last week. Then still have. Uh, moves like that um once that trade happened it kind of became clear cap wise jarvis wasn't going to stay in cleveland they end up releasing him rather than trading him so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up another name in the mix but yeah james connor i think I, i'm glad the cardinals kept him he played really well didn't have like you know the flashy stats all the time but uh, just watching him play he was running harder than i remember seeing at any point in his career just a really determined guy had some really strong performances throughout the season and then yeah chase edmonds a guy that maybe uh deserves to be used utilized a bit more in this contract seems to to signify that getting uh for two years 12 million over a little over 12 million dollars six million uh guaranteed not a huge deal necessarily but for a running back you know mike mcdaniel comes from a system that is routinely drafted and developed and not really paid running backs to prove that you can find these guys and with a great offensive line and a great scheme they can have a lot of success so it's interesting to see mcdaniel immediately move to a team that um is going to sign a, a player maybe you know not a huge deal but still a, a bit more than what maybe they uh what if he previously had done in san francisco as a member of that staff but i think edmonds yeah really versatile back that will be uh, should fit in uh, into the fun scheme there and i think yeah mcdaniel will find ways that put him into um successful spots to to really elevate his play and potentially be a bigger factor than what we're used to with um him in the previous seasons um but yeah it's still like you said it's just so much happening uh it's it even like the rumors that are, that's beyond goes beyond the actual signings that have been agreed to uh the the Bears signed larry ogen uh, ogen joby from the uh, uh bengals uh one of their star run stuffer defensive tackles so interesting to see chicago make that deal one for the rams that i was pumped about uh them re-signing right before uh the before the um free legal tampering it's funny they call it that legal tampering period opened up the rams were able to re-sign joe note boom their tackle who's filled in for years um third round pick former third round pick has all was drafted in to be uh andrew whitworth's replacement uh, obviously whitworth decided not to retire for many years so that's worked out really well for the rams but for 
Nope. And when his, when he did play, he was like amazing. He'd struggled with some injuries. He's a little undersized, but uh, he still looked like he was going to have a pretty big market. So for the Rams to be able to um, hold him in, I think that's going to be no matter what Whitworth does at this point, it seems like he'll retire. But even if he comes back, a really important move uh, to keep the, the, the bookends of the offensive line with on the other side, having time for the Rams, uh, at least satisfied pretty well. Now they still have some work to do with uh, Ryan, Brian Allen and Austin Corbett hitting the market. Yeah, it's just, like you said, this stuff's moving so fast. Let's just be honest. By the time you probably listen to this podcast, there will be a lot of other moves that yes. have uh, taken place. And um, again, Dylan, we'll we'll talk about the, the next round you know, yes. <laughs> on the next episode because it's just there's no way to keep up with all this stuff, um, especially, again, when you're doing it in a podcast form. It's just like so many things change uh, as quickly as they're happening right now. So it will be interesting. Like you said, there there's still some ones out there, but um, – yeah, it's just you never know, kind of know what's what's next. These are always hard to call. Like you can kind of connect dots and say, "Here's what would work." And you know, we we laughed about the Tom Brady thing several years ago. We were like, "Look, we, this would make sense." We don't think we don't know if it's going to happen, but certainly if he wants to have a chance, this is where it would go. And yeah. well, comes full circle now. So yeah, I think the the one name to follow after uh, at least out of you know flushing through all these different guys out there, he's not a free agent, but it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I, that it was mentioned yeah. right after. The uh, Steelers signed Trubisky or agreed to sign uh, with Trubisky that the Steelers were a team that was actually really heavily involved in potentially getting Garoppolo. I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case, if they were going to see their current situation and, and what he does really well and see if it would fit in um, there. So now that turns to a team that we I know we've talked about as soon as they traded Carson Wentz was the Colts. Do they see this? Uh, is that uh, more of a lateral move? Do they see it? Uh, maybe they feel like Jimmy does uh, fall in line and more of actually – uh, following the scheme a bit more and making the you know he does make those mistakes with those throws over the middle sometimes um he really doesn't just seems like he doesn't see the robber safeties coming down but uh, i think the colts still you know they still got to figure it out there's uh, uh, you can you know it is true that it didn't really work out with with Wentz as well obviously giving up a first round pick they end up getting i still think it was decent what the return that they were able to the garner there for Wentz, but at least they're able to flush that out and now they still have to figure it out not a place you love to be in but um i think jimmy g definitely the colts it just just kind of at this point makes a lot of sense given the situation they're in um outside of the niners i think of, of teams that have a, a place ready for just to have a good QB in there and then they're going to be able to win I think the Colts maybe fit that bill in this division that still is uh probably the most wide open and now that now that now that Brady's back uh, you know the NFC South we kind of talked about there um as being potentially wide open but I think the AFC South the Titans probably still the the favorite but I think the Colts if they figure out a better solution at, at quarterback maybe they could be in the mix there yeah, we will see. Uh, still, as we said, a lot to be determined. Uh, NFL free agency and then the draft comes after that. So still a lot to figure out with all these teams uh, around the league. That's the biggest free agent out there, uh, Dylan, Freddie Freeman um, right now. That's uh, oh, probably man. still the the biggest one, of course, non-football related. But we'll see what happens with him. So too. scared. So, yeah, I know you are. Uh, as a <laughs> me, me as the Braves guy, you as the Dodgers guy. <laughs> Uh, that can go a lot of different ways. So, uh, But, of course, Dylan, you have that covered and all the NFL stuff uh, over at Clutch Points. Lots happening, as you said. 
uh, keeping up with everything. And yeah, there, there's just so much uh, to get over clutch points with everything happening. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we have coverage of all these signings as they're happening. You can follow them on, on the Clutch Points app and on clutchpoints.com in the NFL section. Subscribe on the app to our NFL notifications, sending out all those. So as soon as we see it, you'll see it. Uh, tons of coverage looking at breaking down the predictions for these players in their first seasons with their new teams, how they fit into their schemes, grading trades, all that kind of stuff you can find in the NFL section on Clutch Points. And yeah, it'll be action back spring training games starting this week. You can follow the Clutch Points app along with the NBA. So it should be a lot of fun. And yeah, free agency by the time we record Wednesday if, uh, next uh, for our next episode, I feel like a lot will probably have happened. Um, and, you know, just the way it is the legal tampering period, but we know that the real tampering probably already started. There's a reason that some guys sign uh, like two, three minutes after it starts. And I think by Wednesday, I won't be surprised if the majority of the big names have already found their new homes. I think so, too, and we will see, uh, again, how everything plays out. So check everything out at Clutch Points. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Stivers to Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Stivers to Pass podcast. Podcast.